Grab your Bibles, if you will. There's one in the back of the pew, and they're in front of you, too. And I hope you come back tomorrow evening as we see the second part of that video. And uh, then again on Sunday morning. I don't know about you, but I sure do think that somewhere in heaven, Don Thatcher is thankful he didn't open up a car wash. I think this is probably the best investment he could have ever made. And I'll tell you, he's got some good return on it. Amen. And they're in heaven with our Heavenly Father and our Savior. And so that is exciting. I'm thankful for that. Great story. Appreciate those who shared a little testimony. I'm sure many of you could add much more. But it's already lengthy enough. But we're grateful for it. Excited about it. All right. We're going to jump right into it. I want to leave Pastor Stephen with plenty of time to do this. I just, you can call it a sermonette tonight. And I want to challenge you and I as we think about our 50th anniversary, as we look ahead to the future and what God has for Fostoria Baptist Church. I want to talk to you about the subject of grace for just a moment. We've seen it often uh, defined when it comes in terms of salvation. We've used this acronym before. God's riches at Christ's expense. As Christ, as we just heard sung about, he died on the cross for us. He was the perfect lamb. We now enjoy the riches of God because of Christ. So we've heard that explained and understood. But this evening, I want us to understand and come to consider scripturally grace in the life of every believer grace in the life of a church a ministry of a church how does that play out in fact uh, these few brief moments as we'll consider it uh, i want you to think of grace in these terms when it comes beyond salvation and now living every day into the glory of god whether again it be an individual believer it be a church i'd like for us to define grace this way God's resources for all circumstances and experiences. God's resources given, bestowed upon me for all the circumstances and experience. And I'll tell you, you know, every single one of these pictures we see, it represents a circumstance and experience. And I sure am thankful that God has unleashed his resources on Fostoria Baptist Church. He's bestowed them on you and I and this church for 50 years. His resources of strength, mercy, wisdom, empowerment, favor with man and government alike. Yet, do you know what must be present for God's grace to be present? For his resources to be present in one's life and a church's ministry? Well, in order for that grace to be present, listen, my friend, God himself must be present. God himself must be present. You don't get God's grace without having God. As it is in salvation, it is also in our lives and in the ministry of a church. We must walk with him. He must be with us. His presence in the midst of everything we do. God's grace, his resources for everything we we do must accompany. It does accompany his presence in our midst. As God is present, so is his grace. Now, when I think of grace, we can think of the myriad of saints listed throughout the scriptures who we would point to, wow, there was grace in their lives. There was God's presence and his grace and resources was bestowed upon their life. And we could see many as we scan the pages of scripture. And yet I believe that there's a couple that come to my mind that display the manifestation of God's grace and resources in their lives better than anyone. There's one in the New Testament and there's one in the Old Testament that immediately pops in my mind. The one from the New Testament, most of you would guess it. He is the believer that speaks and writes more of grace than anyone else, the Apostle Paul. In just a moment, we'll share and see what he has to say from the pages of Scripture as he speaks to us concerning it. 
But for now, I want you and I to consider the Old Testament saying. He might not be the first person that pops into your mind when we speak of grace. In fact, for some of us, maybe he wouldn't be in the top five, the top ten list of those who had the grace of God bestowed upon him. It isn't concretely or explicitly mentioned in that passage, but reality is this. God was with him, and because God was with him, he had God's grace in his life. So who is it? Turn with me, Genesis chapter 39, if you will. Genesis chapter 39, we pick up in the life of Joseph. We know it well, don't we? We know every aspect and every part of his life. He's here in Genesis 39 in one of the most difficult times in his life. He is still reeling from his own brothers betraying him, throwing him in a pit, selling him to the uh, traitors who came through. Now he finds himself as a purchased bought slave in the home of Potiphar, powerful man likely in Egypt. And so here is Joseph as we find him. Now I want you to see what we don't have time tonight just but to scan over some passages. So listen carefully. Look at verse 2 of Genesis chapter 39. Notice the simple first statement. And the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master the Egyptian. Can I tell you this evening, listen carefully, one of the best things, whether you're a young believer or an older believer, whether you're a church, whatever the case may be, one of the best things that can ever be said about us is that statement that God is with us. He walks with us. He's a constant companion. That God is with us. It is the only way that you and I will prosper. It is the only way that we will grow. It's the only way that you and I will have success in spiritual warfare and endeavors. My friend, Fostoria Baptist Church is not what it is without God. And the grace of God bestowed many years down through the years in circumstances and experiences The successes of Fostoria Baptist Church are due to the very grace and presence of God. We must give Him glory for it this evening and this weekend and every day. God's grace is there. But I want you to see another, uh, we don't have time to expound, but let me share with you another benefit of God's presence and grace in our lives. Look at verse 3, notice it. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Here's one of the best things that can happen among the people that believers rub shoulders with. One of the best things that can happen in Fostoria, and Mayville, and Millington, and Vassar, and Silverwood is this simple truth. As they observe the goings-on of Fostoria Baptist Church, as they observe your life and my life, one of the best things that can happen is this. They witness that God is with His children. That He's present. That He's in their midst. That He is doing great things at Fostoria Baptist Church. That He is in the life of that believer and that believer. That He's working in different ways. He's bringing fruit and He's dispensing His grace. What is His grace? Resources in every experience and circumstance. I want you to know there have been people who have watched Fostoria Baptist Church grow from the basement of Brother Thatcher to downtown Fostoria to now this facility. Many doors I knocked on these last two weeks, and I was telling people, especially the neighbors down these roads here, and knocking on doors and saying, how long has that church been there? I still remember when they started building it, and it has an impact. There, is, there are people who have watched this church. Can I tell you the best thing they could ever say about Fostoria Baptist Church is God is with them. 
They see it working. They see things being accomplished for his glory and his honor. It's one of the great statements. My friend, can I tell you, that is a great testimony. And I want Fostoria, the town, and every village around to have the thought and knowledge that God is here. He's blessing and he is working. You know what we need for that? We need God's grace. You need it in your life. I need it in my life. And we need it in our church. We need God's grace to be abundant in this place and in our lives. I want your neighbors and co-workers, I want my neighbors and co-workers to think that God is with us individually by observing our lives, listening to how we talk, how we face watching and seeing, how we face difficulties. And my friend, just even in the last seven years, Fostoria Baptist Church has faced many difficulties in the lives of individual members, great obstacles, great things, yea, the last 50 years, and people are watching. We want them to see God's grace in it all. You know, when that happens, even as Joseph showed, Potiphar watched Joseph and said, wow, God is with him. The God of heaven walks with him. Amen. Everything he does prospers. It continues. Notice it. Verse number four, if you will. And Joseph found grace in his Potiphar's sight. And he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had, he put in his hand. My friend, this is a great truth. Notice it, verse number four, when you walk with God and receive his grace, it paves the way for you to find grace in the sight of others. It paves the way for you to find grace in the sight of others. It's a great thing. It's a needed thing. This evening, may I tell you, you and I need to find grace in the eyes of our neighbors, in the eyes of the people of this community. I want every person of Fostoria to trust Fostoria Baptist Church. I want them to listen to the witness of Fostoria Baptist Church. I want them to reach out to Fostoria Baptist Church when they face difficult circumstances. I want them to say, wow, that church and the people who go there, the believers, the followers of Jesus Christ, I see God's grace in their life when they face difficulties. So when I face it, I know who I'm going to call. God wants that. His grace bestowed upon us. Potiphar watched Joseph. He says, whoa, something's going on in that young man's life. He has, this is amazing. Everything he does is prosperous. He has the hand of God on him. Now, I'll tell you, my friend, that's a great testimony to have. Co-workers and neighbors and communities say, wow, that believer, that church has the hand of God upon them. Listen to them talk. See how they live. See their faithfulness to the work of the ministry. Such it was for Joseph. And I'll tell you, this story just keeps getting better. God's grace keeps bringing the benefits. Look with me at verse number 5. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him oversee in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. I mean, what a statement. Can I put it this way? I sure do want the community of Fostoria and the surrounding towns and villages to be blessed by the presence of this church here in their midst. I want them to be blessed. Let's put it uh, in simpler terms. The grace-filled life of a believer and the grace-filled ministry of a church touches those around them. If you and I will have God's grace in our life, if we'll say, okay, by God's grace we are who we are and we're going to do what we do, and as we have God's resources, then it in turns allows you and me to touch people around us. And they're blessed because we are dialed in to God and His grace. 
Boy, when we walk with God, God impacts us, and my friend, then we can impact others. God's grace is ours, then we get to be gracious to others. I sure do want Fostoria to be blessed. Can I put it this way, kind of going back to what we already stated? I think that Fostoria, the town, has been more blessed by a church being here than a car wash. A car wash may have cleaned their cars, but by God's grace, what is preached and taught here cleans their heart. Because that's what God's Word does. Through grace, us touching other people. And I'll tell you, my friend, the dream, the desire, the goal, the heartbeat, the prayer for the next 50 years is that you and I ought to be filled with grace. That this church ought to be a grace-filled church. You may have noticed the title of the the story or the message, excuse me. It is a grace-filled journey, Fostoria Baptist Church. I'm thankful for that. We'll see it in just a moment, some testimonies of grace per se, just the reality of the grace is here. You know, we ought to pray for God's blessing on Fostoria, the town, and the communities through you and I. We ought to uh, pray that God gives us grace in the eyes of those around us so that in turn they too can be blessed. We ought to have a heart and a love for the people around us. We ought to say, wait a second, if I, if Fostoria is going to be blessed, then I want it to be blessed through me in our church. I want us to reach them. I want them to see God and His grace through our lives and through our ministries. So I'm going to pray that God's grace is abundant, that it flows in everything we do. And yet, we know what happened. Joseph faced more troubles and more difficulties, but God was consistently there enabling him to enjoy the resources of grace, the strength, the mercy, the wisdom, the favor. Jump down to verse 21. Verse 21. He's gone through a terrible time, thrown in prison, all this, but notice what happens in 21. Down down the years in Joseph's life, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Every part of the journey, many years later and many years to come, what do we find? God is with Joseph. And his grace is evident in his life. It's pouring out. All these resources of God are there and present. Might we put it this way? Verse 21 simply teaches us this. Both God and his grace must be our constant companion through life's journey. Through life's journey. That ought to be uh, our record. It ought not to be the exception, but it ought to be the norm that you and I walk with God. And as we walk with God, we're in close communion and fellowship with our Heavenly Father through our Savior. It ought to be that the grace flows into our lives and outward. That we bestow that grace on others. That ought to be the norm, not the exception. It ought to be the constant. A church's history and a believer's life ought to be marked in such a way year after year, decade after decade all on the foundation that God is with them. God is with them. In fact, it ought to be our heritage. This is interesting. Again, I wish, you know how I like to preach. I could go on for a long time, so I I try to keep it down. But um, notice, I want you to see this, okay? I think this is tremendous. Many books and chapters later, many years later, what was in Joseph's life, now listen to me, he left a heritage We jump all the way to Judges chapter 1 and verse 22. Look at this verse we find. And the house of Joseph, they also went up against Bethel. Notice it. And the Lord was with them. 
Isn't that a great truth? Here is Joseph in his life. What a testimony. God is with him. His grace is evident in his life from the beginning to the end. And Joseph has passed it on. And somewhere along the way, the descendants of Joseph understood, wait a second, if we don't walk with God, we're not going to have the grace of God. And I'll tell you, member of Fostoria Baptist Church, you want God to keep blessing, you and I still need to have God's grace. We still need to walk with him. I love the verse. We would put it this way. What did Joseph leave? Well, all the way to Judges chapter 1 and verse 22, it pretty much informs us that Joseph had a lasting legacy. A lasting legacy. In these next few days, we're going to honor and recognize the charter members. There's not a ton left. Many have gone on before us to visit or, or, excuse me, to be with our Heavenly Father. But I'll tell you this, my friend, they they have left a lasting legacy. A lasting legacy. They have left footsteps for us to walk in, walking with God and seeing God's grace bestowed and poured out in our lives. I think it's so very true and so very necessary that as you and I think back on the history of Fostoria Baptist Church, Oh, we see the common theme. It's going to come up in many of these. Many of you mentioned it in these videos, and we've already seen it. We'll hear more of it. God has been faithful to Fostoria Baptist Church. That is very true. There have been people down through the ages who have been faithful to the ministry here and faithful to God, and that's there. There's no doubt of it. But can I tell you tonight, I also see a huge heaping amounts all along the journey known as Fostoria Baptist Church. I see heaping amounts of grace. I see God's grace all over this place. His resources poured out on people who have a desire and a heart to walk with God and want God's grace in their lives and thereby grace in their church to touch a community, to reach a community, to do much for the kingdom of God. God's grace litters the pages of the history of Fostoria Baptist Church. I enjoy, many of you did even before, looking at the pictures on the screen in the foyer. Many of you will enjoy tremendously. The ladies and others did a fantastic job in the gym putting the pictures on the wall and, and a timeline. And But you will enjoy seeing those pictures. That, for many of you, they bring back memories. For me, I look at you and say, wow, they were young ones. No, I'm just kidding. I don't say that. I'm just joking. Don't be offended. I'm just joking. Okay. Uh, wow, wow, they changed. Oh, no, they haven't changed. You know, we see all kinds of things. But can I tell you, every one of those pictures represents... An an experience in a circumstance, a time in Fostoria Baptist Church's history where God's grace was there. From every building we, we inhabited as a church, from every building we used, from every activity, from every endeavor and every outreach, God's grace was there. And my friend, I want it for the next 50, 100, 150 years. I want to walk with God as a church. I want His grace in this place. God's presence was there. There was grace given for every difficult period in our history. And have we had him as a church? Certainly. All people do. And most churches do. But God's grace was there. God's grace was there during the high moments. The enjoyable days. The the fantastic benefits and the things happening. There was grace given for every circumstance. Every heartbreaking experience. Grace abounded in every joy-filled moment of Fostoria Baptist Church. Listen, no church has a history like Fostoria Baptist Church enjoys without grace abounding more and more year after year throughout its history. 
You can't have a history like we do. You can't have 50 years of obvious God's blessing and working and doing things without saying, wow, God's grace has been here. God has been here. And my friend, you say, well, I'm not so sure that God, God gives grace to churches. Well, the Apostle Paul begs to differ with you because here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, he wrote the church at Corinth and he says this, I want to tell you about the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. And my friend, tonight I want to remind you of the grace that's been bestowed on Faustoria Baptist Church. That is being bestowed on Faustoria Baptist Church. That God wants to bestow on Faustoria Baptist Church for many years to come. For many ministries to come. Many people who are come in and through those doors. God wants his grace. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1. Here's the encouragement for you and I tonight. We beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Don't let it be poured out and wasted on you and I. In this period of the, the history of Fostoria Baptist Church. Let God use it and let it do its job. We must, as a church, join Paul in humbling declaring what he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. Just the first part, he said this, what? But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Can I tell you, my friend, tonight, Fostoria Baptist Church is what it is by the grace of God. Bottom line, period, it is the grace of God. We owe him much. We owe him all. FBC will be what it should be by the grace of God. It will keep on going, bringing glory to God. You say, well, okay, pastor, how do we do that? How do we ensure that God's grace is still here? Certainly, we want his presence, and we want him to be here. But how do we make sure that this grace is bestowed upon our church? Paul spells it out. Now we go to the New Testament, right? Hebrews chapter 4. For sake of time, let me share these with you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Paul says this. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace. Why? How? For what reason? That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. May I ask you a simple question, whether it be this church as a member of Fostoria Baptist Church or you're a visitor for your church, when was the last time you knelt on your knees and you prayed, God, show grace to Fostoria Baptist Church? Give grace today, this service and this ministry and, and what we're doing here. Give us grace. Let your resources pour out on every experience and every circumstance we face. May your hand be evidently all over this place. When's the last time you prayed for grace for Fostoria Baptist Church? God said, come before the throne of grace and ask that ye may obtain mercy. And grace, I like that, to help in the time of need. As pastor of Fostoria Baptist Church, and many of you know it, we as a church have many times of need. And I'm thankful for it because what does it do? It drives us to our God. It causes us to rely on Him, to cry out for grace. So how often have you asked in prayer to God for Him to be gracious to Fostoria Baptist Church? Asking Him to give us grace in the eyes of those around us in our community. When's the last time you said, hey, help our church to find grace in their sight. As we go and knock on doors, as we share the gospel and we invite people into our assembly, help us to find grace in their sight. I'll tell you, my friend, this is convicting. Because most of us don't pray that way. Give us grace in their sight. Father, give us grace that we need in this time of need. Help us. He continues, Paul does. And he explains. You say, well, Pastor Henry, I don't. Why should we pray for grace? Because God is able to give grace for everything. 
That's our God. Paul put it this way. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Did you catch what it says? God is able. He has the ability to make grace abound in your life and in my life and in our church. So, friend, why wouldn't we ask him for it? Why wouldn't we beseech him often? Show us grace. Give us grace. I like it. He says that grace may abound towards you. I've told you before, I like it when Dr. Pepper abounds in my cup. Some of you like it when chocolate abounds in your kitchen, when ice cream abounds in your freezer. My friend, can I tell you, we need grace that abounds. We need grace that abounds. That, that, then I like what he says here, that you and I then may abound in every good work. Can I tell you, I want Fostoria Baptist Church to be about good works. Bringing God glory and doing what is needed to be done for his kingdom. Man, what a promise we have been given from God. And we know this to be true. Everything we face, now listen, everything we face, there is grace for it. You name the trouble. You name the difficulty. You name the circumstance. Well, I, this one here, I just don't know. My friend, can I tell you, God is able to make grace abound to you. Well, our church has never faced this before. We've never gone through that. Our God is able to make grace abound to us. I sure am thankful that God has given us a blank check when it comes to grace. He says, listen, hey, this can abound to any circumstances, anything that you need. God is able to give us grace. And my friend, I'll tell you, I'm thankful for that. But oh, beware, Christian. The moment you and I try to do something without God's grace, what it's going to do is going to wear us out. It's going to wear us out. It's, it's going to be unsuccessful. It's not going to do what we intended to do. We need God's grace, so we must pray for it to be bestowed, for his presence to be constantly in this place. And as this verse says, for you and I to constantly abound in every good work. Can I ask you that? Will you do it? Now listen to me. Listen carefully. When you and I think about this and we understand, wait a minute, we want God's grace to abound. He said in Hebrews chapter 4, if we'll come before the throne of grace, we can find grace. Now I'll tell you, on Friday nights, such as tonight, down on the other end, we have a Reformers Unanimous, an RU Recovery Program that meets. Can I tell you, my friend, you need to pray for grace for that ministry. On Thursday and Saturday, we go out door knocking. Many of you go out during other times of the week. I'll tell you, my friend, our witnessing, our visitation program needs God's grace. Our VBS, when we have it every year, our Christmas cantata, when we invite folks in, every ministry we have, our patch and our peewee, our Sunday school teachers, we all need grace. We ought to pray for it. God says, you come, you ask for it, I'll make grace abound. And boy, as grace abounds, I'm able to give it to you for everything you need. What a great God we serve. What a great promise. And I will attest to you, as I've heard the stories, as I've seen the pictures, I'll tell you, our God has been faithful in giving us grace at Fostory Baptist Church. And he will do it for many years to come as we walk with him. In Romans chapter 4, verse 16, Paul speaks of the grace for salvation, okay? I understand that. I'm not taking it out of context. Don't misunderstand that. I know what he's talking about here. But what he speaks of in Romans 4, 16 shows us the means of seeing and obtaining grace in our lives and in our church. Notice what he says in the first part of this verse. He says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. It is of faith that it might be of grace. Now, now, let's wrap our spiritual minds around this simple truth. 
As we understand, we don't earn grace for salvation. God gives it in response to our faith and belief in Jesus Christ. So grace is bestowed upon us in those moments. As he gives us grace, and we understand we're saved by that grace, it's not in response to anything we've done. It is in response to our faith and trust in God. So we understand that not one of us here this this evening earns or merits grace. God gives it in response to our faith and belief. When we look to him, when we trust in him through the good times, the difficult times, when we rely on him in faith, that is when his resources pour out in our lives and in our ministry. We take his promises, some we've just seen. We take his promises. We pray for that grace. What happens? That grace is unlocked in our lives and it flows. It's in response to our faith. You see, my friend, we ought not to get it in our minds. Well, if we would just do this, then we will have God's grace. No, friend, if you will simply trust God and put your faith in him, you'll have God's grace. You walk with him. So how do we unlock grace? We have faith in God. His word is true. He says he's able to give us grace. If we'll come before the throne of grace, he'll unleash it. He'll bestow it upon you and I and our church. Literally, as we are full of faith. What's the other way to write that? As we're faithful. We're faithful to walk with him. We'll see the grace of God continually flow upon Pastoria Baptist Church. Now listen to me carefully. It won't be easy. The very man who wrote this, we all understand, he had some thorn in the flesh. He beseeched God several times. God, take it away. Take it away. God, take it away. I'm sick of this. God, take this thorn away from me, whether it be the eye issue or whatever. God, just remove it. God comes back, and what does he say? My grace is sufficient. I'm able to give you grace. Oh, I'm not going to take you out of it. I'm not going to remove the circumstances, the difficult experience, the the event taking place. I'm not going to take you out of it. I'm not going to remove you. But, oh, my friend, I have something much better than taking you out of it. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to give you all my resources of heaven so that you can avail yourself of it. My friend, you and I, we're going through changing times. That is a difficult experience. We're going through and experiencing changing people. That's a difficult experience. We experience changing nation and nations. That's a difficult experience. But I sure am thankful for all of these. God gives grace. He helps us in our need. We must pray for it. We must walk in faith. And this is what it comes down to. As we take God at his word and say, okay, God, you, you, what you have done in Fostoria Baptist Church is that we leave this anniversary uh, celebration here in a couple days. Man, I understand that God's grace has been all over this place. So how do we continue it? Well, we pray for it. We ask God for it, believing as he has promised that he is able to make all grace abound unto us. And then we heed what Paul said here in 2 Corinthians, or excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the second part of verse 10. But by the grace of uh, God, I am what I am. Notice it. In his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain notice it but i labored more abundantly than they all yet not i and i like this but the grace of god which was with me so you and i commit to labor more abundantly to ensure that his grace was not bestowed upon us in vain but here's the great part it's not you and i doing it of our own flesh our own power our own strength the very literally the grace that he gives us is what works in us and through us to accomplish great things for his glory. 
We need to allow that grace, the resources of God poured out in our lives for every circumstance and experience to empower us to be victorious for God and his kingdom for years to come. Laboring joyously for our Lord, empowered by his grace. I leave you with one last verse. Notice it. Paul writes it for us again. He exhorts you and I in 2 Corinthians 4.15. Notice it. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. If you're a visitor here this evening, can I tell you, my friend, we are here this week in celebrating, yea, giving thanks to God for what he has done for the glory he's bestowed on this place. And our prayer is that for the next 50 years, the abundant grace that has been bestowed upon this church will bring glory to God. How? So that people think of Fostory Baptist Church. Wow, that was some of the best years of my life. God worked, God taught, God moved in my heart. Like, man, man that, I am so thankful for that church and how God used it and how God worked in my life, how I served God in there and, and was blessed in this way and this way. I like what Paul says, that it may redound, and literally that the, the thanksgiving of what God has done through his grace may bring him glory. And I'll tell you, my friend, what is Fostoria Baptist Church all about? It's through the grace of God bestowed upon us to bring glory to God. There's nothing else we do. That's our heart and desire. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that we would be a church of grace. Lord, we pray that you would empower us. May we often be found before you, that throne of grace, praying and beseeching you for grace so that you might do great things in us and through us, that we might touch our community like we never have before, that we might touch those who have never heard of the gospel. And, Father, that we would abound to every good work through your grace. Bless, Father. Continue to speak to our hearts and challenge us as only you can. And, Father, may you gain the glory and the honor for it. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you've done at Fostoria Baptist Church. Thank you for daily grace. We love you much. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen.